Hi, Beth. Hi, Evan. How would you rate our friendship? On a scale of one to ten? Yes. I would give it a six. A six? <laughs> yeah. Too high or too low. Anyway, uh, this is <laughs> self-evaluation. This is a podcast about a sitcom that garnered such enormous critical acclaim that fans of the show even started a hashtag in which they asked for more seasons and a movie to be created. Six seasons and a movie, I think it was. This is a podcast about that. Also a podcast where we, on the air, I guess, devalue our uh, our friendships with our co-hosts. So, hi. Today we're doing episode three. <laughs> it just kept going for so long. How would you rate our friendship, Evan? Not a six. Six is so low. No, six is above average. Beth, we co-host a podcast together. It's true. I don't co-host a podcast with anyone else. All right. It's seven and a half. That's that's more than okay. That's, that is okay. actually very acceptable. All right. All right. So today we are going to be talking about episode three, A Little Yelp for My Friends. Are all of the episode titles song titles? I don't know. Might be. Untag My Heart, A Little Yelp for My Friends. I haven't looked ahead. Anyway, we'll find out, I guess. Well, basically, this is, episode is just going to be a recap of the third episode. We're just going to go through. If you've seen it already, this will be a fun walk down memory lane. If you haven't seen it yet, maybe go see it. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you have a really good imagination, this will be like watching it. Hey, listen to me talk about selfie. Cancel by BC in 2014. Evaluating selfie. We're still hoping for season two. All right, so this episode starts off with Eliza talking about how much her phone means to her. Everything. So the cold open is just her using her phone for all of the... I mean, it's an alarm clock. It uh, is a calorie counter. Um, It is a breathalyzer. And it just made me think, since these are all such real-world applications for a smartphone, it made Mm -hmm. me think of Nick and schmidt's invention on new girl relapse i don't remember that they just it was basically like swiss army attachments that you could put (laughs) on your phone Uh, but it's like for real applications so they called it real apps not realizing (laughs) that it sounds like relapse (laughs) i don't remember that at all yeah that's pretty good okay the breathalyzer thing that's not real right you're just looking at me you need to use words (laughs) it could be but is it (laughs) like almost certainly not Okay, I didn't think so, but I was like, this is weird that, like, a show from four years ago, you would think in all that time someone would have invented that. I mean, I'm sure you could do it. You could, there would be, like, an actual attachment, like a smartphone attachment. Like a real app. Correct. (laughs) Okay, anyway, so Eliza's talking about how much she loves her phone, and then she comes into the office and, like, in a voiceover, she's talking about how Henry's trying to get her to listen to people better. So there's this scene where Eliza asks Henry how he's doing because she has to do that. And then Henry starts to just tell her about his morning in the most boring way you can possibly imagine. It's very boring. He had like a protein-rich breakfast. (laughs) He watched. He watched Bones on the treadmill, I think. Yeah. It was like, it was so boring. It's hard to remember the details. (laughs) It's true. I didn't write any of them down. To Eliza's credit, she does attempt to make eye contact with him. As mm-hmm. she was taught that this indicates that you are listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's too busy trying to figure out if Jay-Z and Beyonce have a prenup. So then when Henry asks her, what are your thoughts about that? She says, of course they have a prenup. 
proving that she's not listening. Okay, so then Henry (laughs) suggests to Eliza that maybe he should hold her phone during their staff meeting, to which she decides to just lick her entire phone so that he won't want to take it, which like actually was kind of freaking me out because I've read all that stuff about like how many germs are on your phone. So that was bothering me a little bit. This is like a thing that people tell us all the time. Like there are more germs on your phone than on a toilet. You haven't heard this one? I put my phone near my mouth on a daily basis. Why? Uh, to talk into it <laughs> like a normal human being. As soon as I said why, I was like, all right, to talk on it. <laughs> I obviously was not thinking very hard before recording this podcast. This sweater is inside out. I was trying to put my hands in the pockets and I was like, where are they? Just loosely hanging on the outside. <laughs> well, I couldn't tell it was inside out. Anyway, um, I don't know. And I can look it up, but I won't. I don't know who wrote this episode, who was like the primary... Um, like credited writer for the episode but whoever was in charge uh kind of ran with the idea that eliza is a child um which i actually thought was very very funny yeah yeah there's a couple times where she's like very excited about things too and like an over-the-top way yeah but the licking the phone though is definitely like a kid move like like she licks it like all over yeah uh very great henry's like you know you could have just said no. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So anyway, so Eliza licks her phone, so Henry doesn't take it. And then they go into the staff meeting, and their boss, Sam Saverstein, is like, look around this room. What do you see? <laughs> Did you hear t- <laughs> See, again, I'm going to talk about the guy who's blind, and I feel like I shouldn't. But <laughs> when he's like, what do you see? People are like, a desk bagels people bagels and then the guy who's blind you can tell because he has like you know the dark wrap around glasses he just goes dark darkness (laughs) eternal night (laughs) and then henry like kind of looks at him like this is the first time he's noticed (laughs) that this guy is there (laughs) he does like a double take like who is this guy anyway i enjoyed that part (laughs) so joan is kind of like sam saperstein's right-hand woman yeah uh, i guess so she's she's found an article um which they've i guess photocopied or something or just like possibly Printed from the internet it doesn't look like it looks like a magazine oh. page <laughs> which leads me to believe they either photocopied it or they bought like 20 copies of the same magazine and cut the page out of all of them hmm. probably photocopied it which is questionable when it comes to copyright but Anyway, not if you're a college professor. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's for a an whole educational thing. purpose. So that's yeah, a loophole. but you know what? Some college professors will do is they'll just photocopy like pages at a time and put them into small packets and essentially steal entire books. I know, I know, it's terrible. So they hand out this article, which is an article about Channing Tatum and his wife. They just call her Channing Tatum's wife. Do you know who uh, Jenna his Dewan. wife is? Okay. So anyway, apparently, according to Selfie anyway, they have a thing where at the end of every day, they rate each other on a scale of 1 to 10 how close they feel to each other. Write that. You know what? First of all, I believe that that actually happened. Okay. Second of all, that strategy doesn't seem to have worked because I think they got divorced like last year. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe the number just kept going down. Oh. I don't know. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, so Sam Saperstein says that they are going to use that strategy to basically like cement this 
work family that they have, I guess. Yeah, it is work family. It is a publicly held children's pharmaceutical family. That's precious. <laughs> so the first person who's who has to like rate their closeness. So Henry is sitting next to Larry. So his name is Larry. So Larry is played by Brian Husky, who I think most people nowadays probably know as um, he's in college humor's "What if Google were a guy?" videos. Mm-hmm. Have you he seen Google. those? Yeah, I've yeah. seen them because you made me see them. <laughs> Did you like them? Yeah, they're funny. Yeah. I yeah. like the one with Bing. That was funny. Uh, Brian Husky is, is hilarious. He's just a very, very funny man, and he gets <laughs> so much screen time this episode. Yeah, this is this is kind of like his episode to shine. So he and Henry have to like rate their. Well, he has to rate his closeness to Henry. How close he feels to him. And he gives him a nine, right? Yeah. You know what yeah. that is? That's four. What did you say? What did you give me? A five? I gave you a six and then so I raised it to a seven point five. It's three higher than what he <laughs> what you gave me. Well, anyway. So he gives Henry a nine. That's how close he feels to him. And then they're kind of going around the table. And it gets to the point where Joan, so Joan is the person who thought up this idea. She's kind of like, how do, how do you describe Joan? She's like uh, a very She's a very serious, severe woman. Severe, yeah. Kind of intense looking. No nonsense. No nonsense, for sure. Yeah. She looks over at Eliza, who is just on her phone. And she says, right now, I'm feeling a zero from Eliza. And the whole room is like, what? A zero? And Eliza does not notice this is happening because like, she's still on her phone. It's it's a little disappointing that the first episode tackled Eliza being on her phone in social situations and how it kind of like gets her into trouble because she was at Sam Saperstein's wedding or Sam Saperstein's daughter's wedding. Right. True. Uh, and here it appears that she's sort of like backslid. She's fallen into old habits again. Mm. And there's even yeah. a little bit of her saying like, oh, what did I miss? Which feels like a callback to the first episode, and this time Sam Saperstein is the one who's saying, like, you missed the point. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, so this is kind of just, like, same old, same old. Yeah, which is a little weird. She didn't, like, learn her lesson, but I guess it takes time to learn a lesson. But anyway, so she does not realize what has happened. Afterwards, Henry is kind of... I mean, like, he's not as incensed as he was in the pilot. Yeah, yeah. He's just sort of like, are you kidding me? Kind of. So it's lunchtime. Yeah, so it's lunchtime. And Henry's kind of giving Eliza one of his classic Henry lectures. And he basically says, like, you have to get Joan to like you. Like, she's very important. And you really mess things up in this meeting, you know, so like kind of your next assignment is you have to become friends with Joan. Well, and, and then a few other things. For one, it is lunchtime, and Eliza oh, is right. eating her lunch above a garbage can. True, yes. This is kind of an important little character development for Eliza. So she, she tells Henry that she always eats over a garbage can because it's better for her digestion. She also says that the reason Joan despises her is likely because she once ate Joan's gazpacho. Well, before that, she says she probably hates me because I have perfectly symmetrical features and hair like Ariel. Or it might be because of the gazpacho. So then they do a flashback. There's this one time where she came into work. She had been at like spin cycles. Is that a thing? Spin cycle? Uh, sure. Spin. I've heard like soul cycle. I've heard spin class. <laughs> spin cycle is a cycle on your dryer, maybe? Oh gosh, <laughs> anyway, <yeah. laughs> she had been exercising. <laughs> and she was super hungry. So she's looking all through the break room for some food. She sees a little bowl of soup that is labeled very clearly Joan. And she like opens up and starts eating it. Joan comes over, sees what she's doing. And Eliza is just like, 
don't tell Joan. To which she says, I am Joan, so. It's a disturbingly small portion of soup. Yeah. Also, gazpacho is cold soup, right? Sure. I think that's what makes it gazpacho. My mom's family is pretty into it. They are Polish, so I don't know if it's actually a Polish thing, but I've never quite gotten on board with cold soup, but I try it every time. Anyway. Henry Henry gives Eliza an assignment, and it's not stay off your phone, because that would be a retread. It's True. befriend this woman that you have wronged countless times, because mm-hmm. as he's speaking to Eliza, Eliza reveals that she is eating Joan's sandwich. <laughs> yeah so then she throws the sandwich in the garbage and henry's trying to make a point like oh well first eliza says like i'll never be friends with joan because joan is a miracle suit and eliza is a monokini so they're just too different well like specifically it's a monokini with side boob and hip bone cutouts that's true so then henry tries to make a point he's like larry and i are friends and we're really different and then eliza is trying to say like henry you're not a monokini you would be one of those old-timey bathing costumes. I tried to look for one once online, like to buy and wear myself. And look for an old-timey bathing You can't suit? really buy them anymore. And I guess that's because they were popular. Why were you going to do that? Like turn of the century, like 1800s, 1800 to 1900 or something. I just, don't you ever want to enjoy the cool of the water, but still feel cotton against your skin? <laughs> No, never. Maybe I just want to be covered from my knees to my wrists. <laughs> like, so you don't get sunburnt? Yeah. Except for on your calves? Well, that part of me is under the water. It's an excellent point. So you were unsuccessful in finding old-timey You can get them on Etsy, but they're, like, really expensive. Because they're, like, actually vintage? Uh, because people are hand-making them. <laughs> Well, that is precious. Anyway, so Henry's trying to make his point that he and Larry are friends, even though they are not that similar. So he goes over and he's like, Larry, what's going on? You know, how's the wife? And uh, Larry is like, well, he basically is like, eh, not that great. The old ball and chain. Oh, well, diff- oh, uh, he says, he says, I knew what I was getting into when I married her. And then Henry's like, well, it is what it is. It's, it's like, oh, a very later. fun, like casual exchange. Yeah, Henry's really selling it as him being just like, you know, everybody's pale at the office. Henry basically says, Eliza, follow my lead. Eliza approaches Joan, tries to do the exact same thing, sort of. Yeah, yeah, well, she says, like, how's the sandwich? And Joan goes, I wouldn't know because someone stole it and then ate two bites and then threw it away. And so Eliza's like, mm, that sucks. Like your husband. (laughs) (laughs) So she, like, tries, but... Yeah, just kind of goes too far. Isn't okay. isn't that what everyone wants to just commiserate about their horrible spouses? I don't know. I feel like I don't actually want to know that much about people's personal lives. Like if I'm interacting with them at work, is this why the average rating of your interactions with people <laughs> in your workplace is a four or lower? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, well, I should have I should have thanked my lucky stars for a six. Yeah, yeah. You don't know how high a six is. Anyway. Yeah, so Eliza's no good at small talk. So basically, Henry's like, you need to do better, like actually become her friend. Eliza's, she's very competent when it comes to cyber stalking, when it comes to mm-hmm. like getting online and getting the 411 on someone. But she finds that Joan is, and I quote, Facebook free, a Twitter quitter, and Insta invisible. I'm glad you wrote those down because I didn't, but I was hoping you would. Yeah, so she's talking to Charmonique about how like she can't find any info about Joan to like use to become her friend 
Charmonique knows that Joan is super big on Yelp. How, okay. Yelp in Canada? I, I kind of, we're not going to get super into this, I think, in our commentary. Have you ever reviewed anything online? No. Uh, maybe like Amazon reviews, barely. I'm not, I don't have strong opinions about things. Is this why you have a podcast? <laughs> I have thoughts. I don't have opinions. <laughs> anyway, okay. Do you want me to tell you a story about Yelp? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay. All right. So one of my friends is like actually a pretty big Yelp reviewer. And if you like get noticed by like the regional Yelp people who like work for Yelp, you get invited to Yelp events. So my friend was like, oh, I got a plus one to this Yelp event. Do you want to come? And I was like, sure. So I went to this like pizza place that was just opening up and they were giving out like free pizza and drinks and like you got stuff like they were just giving you stuff and the whole thing was that you just had to like let people know what you think on yelp and this is like a thing they like events all the time for yelp people it's like another world so i thought about getting into it and then i was like nah i once had a really bad experience at like an indian food place because i got there a little before they had samosas ready because i was really hungry and i wanted a samosa and then they were ready and he was like how many do you want and i said one. I think they might have gone ahead and maybe like kickstarted production on the samosas. So he was pretty unhappy about it hmm. and made it very evident in his mannerisms and tone of voice. And I was like, very affordable, delicious samosas, terrible service on Google. Google you reviews. You that on Google? Wow. Something like, I, I embellished it. There's a little bit of a story there that I'm not going to get into completely. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a little review that I left. Interesting. So, Charmonique reveals that Joan is super into Yelp. She shows her, she has like a thousand reviews or something like that on Yelp. She would be invited to the Yelp events, is oh, what you're saying. Oh, for sure. For sure she'd go to the Yelp events. Yeah. One of the top things that she had just reviewed was, oh, I didn't write down the name of it. Come on. I can't write everything down. <laughs> Come on. Uh... It's like a cardio dance class, basically. Yeah. So Eliza's like, I gotta go to that cardio dance class because she says she goes every Friday night. Henry, meanwhile, has just found out that Larry's wife is leaving him. Him being Larry. Larry's wife is leaving Larry. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And Larry is like, well, it's just like you said. It is what it is. So he's kind of putting it on Henry. Like, it's because of what you said. That's why, like, we gave up on our marriage. So Henry's like, oh, I didn't want to get involved in this. There's a lot of, like, back and forth, flashing back, or not flashing back, but, like, going from Henry to Eliza, Henry to Eliza, because Eliza memorized all of Joan's reviews and is just, like, regurgitating them and actually doing a very, very effective job of winning Joan over. That's true. Yeah, Joan has like smiled for the first time in this whole episode because she and Eliza agree, based on Eliza reading her Yelp review, that like this one gas station is the best gas station. Also, I did not realize until watching it today, this takes place in L.A. We haven't talked about this before. She says it's like the best gas station in L.A. Yeah. I, I don't know why I did not realize that's where this show took place. Did you think it took place in New York City? I guess. I don't know. I didn't really have any idea where it took place. Makes Eliza's apartment seem like a little unrealistic. Well, I... Well, she's like getting commission? She's definitely getting commission. She's definitely okay. like... She's a top salesperson. Um, right. When she, in the last episode, last, whatever, episode two, um, when she walked out of the... F- frozen yogurt place i thought that was kind of los angeles-y yeah i i I don't know i hadn't really thought about it but 
Anyway, they mentioned it like a few times in this episode about it being Los Angeles. Henry, uh, Sam Cyprusine has called him away for a private meeting. Yeah, which is like, it's a very uncomfortable private meeting because they're in like the boardroom. Sam Cyprusine is like very close to Henry in this like large room. I mean, he is not dark. kissing him. True, true. So <laughs> I guess it's better than the first episode. All the lights it's are like, off, I think is the other thing. Yeah. And Henry's body language is, like, very uncomfortable. He, like, keeps kind of trying to move away from him, and he just keeps getting close to him. And he basically is saying, like, Larry's going through a hard time, and you guys are best friends because he rated you a nine. And also, he said that you microwave burritos together. He, very, I guess, clever. Uh, It's not what he wants Henry to do. (laughs) It's what he doesn't want Henry to not do. (laughs) Yeah, so he says, don't not be there for him and so henry is like so be there for him and he's like yeah yeah and and if he needs somewhere to stay don't not let him stay with you and henry's like so let him stay with me and he's like yeah great idea sam Sam says yes so enthusiastically that henry visibly flinches back yeah and it's i mean like on john cho's part it's just so delightful yeah the whole thing like john cho is is really great but in this scene he's like very clearly portraying how uncomfortable he is in this situation back to eliza eliza and joan are having a little bit of a heart-to-heart where eliza is admitting that on at least a handful of occasions she has very innocently accidentally possibly eaten some of joan's food this is after their dance class correct right yeah so their dance class eliza's like trying to follow along with the moves Eliza's dancing during this scene is very much like when I You're was... dancing. No, well, let me be more specific. When I was a child, my next door neighbors all took dance classes all the time. So they were like really good at dancing. And the older sister would always try to recruit like the younger ones of us to be in like her dance recital that she would organize and we would perform it for our parents. So like they took dance I did not take dance and she would always try to like do these choreographed moves and I would always go off the script and do my own thing and there's a lot of video evidence of this so that is what is happening to Eliza she's like trying to follow along she's very bad at it but she's like putting her heart into it so after the dance class she catches up with Joan and that's when she admits that she has been eating her food this was unprompted as far as Henry telling her what to do she she's the one who suggests listen to make it up for you, I could buy you dinner. Which yeah. is very, like, tit-for-tat, you know, like, eye-for-an-eye kind of stuff. Yeah, this was, like, a nice development for Eliza because, like, it started with her just being, like, I'm going to find out everything I can about her online. And now she's, like, taking some initiative and being, like, okay, I see what I did wrong. I'm going to try to fix it. So this is nice. So Joan actually agrees to it and says, like, okay, sure. So Eliza is going to go get Joan's favorite pizza, which she knows is her favorite because of Yelp. I would say that episode three um, marks a moment in time where Henry and Eliza can both hold down their respective plots Mm -hmm. to the point where it doesn't even make sense to call them an A plot and a B plot. They seem to be given, like they're given the same amount of attention. These are Mm -hmm. both like like primary characters. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I thought that was very cool because we are once again back to Henry. Henry is setting up Larry in the guest room. Mm -hmm. Um, Brian Husky one is just like he's proving 
exactly why I like him so much and why I think he's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So he's trying to convince Henry, like, hey, like, uh, I'm like a bachelor now. Like, we should go out on the town, like, pick up some ladies, you know? And Henry's just like, well, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> so he tries to leave Larry. And uh, as soon as he turns off the light, you hear Larry crying. He turns the light back on. And Larry has set up like a shrine to Nancy with candles and everything. In like, like in, zero in, like, seconds second. flat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like lamenting how like, oh, I, I, I need you, you know. And uh, Henry is trying to fix this, I think just because he's uncomfortable with Larry crying. I mean, he he definitely just doesn't want Larry in his personal space, was my reading. Yeah, and he says too, he's like, I'm a, I'm a very solitary person, like, I'm used to just doing my own thing, kind of. So he's like, maybe you need to try to win Nancy back, like, obviously you still care about her. In Larry's mind, or rather, Larry is of the opinion that most women considered the flash mob to be the most romantic gesture a man can make. And that is second only to a surprise proposal on a Jumbotron. Uh, Beth, between the two of us, you are the woman. <laughs> I am a woman, What's your take? That's true. Uh, I would personally hate both of those. So I guess if I'm allowed to speak for all women, it's not true. You Maybe would, some women would be into a flash you mob. You would hate to be... To have someone dedicate a flash mob to you? What would I even do? You just be like, you know, like when people are singing happy birthday to you and you're kind of like, this is nice, but also I want it to be over. I feel like a flash mob would be that times a lot. I would rather be part of the flash mob than just standing there watching it. So what you're saying is that if someone decides to throw you a flash mob, you will try to participate in said (laughs) flash mob? That's your strategy. (laughs) I wouldn't know any of the choreography. It would be just like... The dance recitals when I was six years old. I don't know. I will get back to you on my opinions about flash mobs. But anyway, in Larry's mind, this is how he's going to win Nancy back. So then he says, do you own a tearaway suit to Henry? And then he's like, it's okay. I'll check. (laughs) Did did you get what Henry says as he's going to check? He has a very (laughs) specific way of ordering his closet. (laughs) He says... I have a seasonal system of my wardrobe. The linens and tweeds cannot be mixed, <laughs> which is so precious. Linen does not feel very good on the skin. It's very wrinkly also. I have this thing in my mind where I'm like, I should get into wearing linen. That's like very, you know, classic and summery. And then I'm like, oh, I hate ironing. Uh, so. My friend Hazel, who will probably not listen to this podcast, um, <laughs> okay. has, when she has money, when she marries rich, uh, has a dream where one day it'll be a special day <laughs> where all of her friends just hang out and spend time with one another, just like a 24 hour party. Yeah. But everyone in this scenario is wearing linen outfits <laughs> just from like head to toe, just linen. And she's going to buy everyone linen. Yeah. That's part of the plan. So like come over to her house and she'd be like, here's your linen outfit. No, 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 no. Beth, she's rich in this scenario. Yeah. Someone, someone, she sends it drives to by time. to each person and measures them for their linen <laughs> garments, and then these appear in the mail leading up to this yeah, event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wow. like this. I if it like sounds like fantasy. I'm making this up on the fly, these are almost all direct quotes. She sounds like a fascinating person, and I hope that she marries rich like she wants to, so that she can do this. 
Which is all to say that if Hazel were friends with Henry from Selfie, Henry would be all set. He already has yeah. linen in his closet. I don't have any. I might have some. Uh, I think I have like a linen shirt. Back to Eliza. Back to, I was just going to say this like thing about his wardrobe is kind of reminiscent of My Fair Lady. It seems like the kind of thing that like Professor Higgins would also have. But anyway, yeah, back to Eliza. So she has gotten Joan's favorite pizza and she's in the car and she calls Henry because she's so excited that she's like doing what she's supposed to do. And she's like, she's like, Henry, I'm outside Joan's house. She's inside with her husband. (laughs) And then Henry says, did they see you? Drive away. Drive away. (laughs) (laughs) And then Eliza's like, no, they invited me. I I, I do want to say that as Eliza is talking to Joan and Joan's husband about this pizza that they've received, that she's ordered them. Mm-hmm. Um, her facade starts to crack a little bit. She she mentions that, and I and I quote: "Geppetto's has the only white pizza in Los Angeles that travels well." But she says it very robotically. Yeah, like she's in an infomercial or something, or doing like a podcast sponsorship. Yeah, but they're they're like going along with it. They're like, "So true. We totally think that too." What she does that ruins it for her though is. John's husband. I don't know John's husband's name. Does he have a name? Did you say John's husband? John's husband. Is that just the accent? Probably. Joan is kind of a hard name. Anyway, John's husband. It's not that hard. There's like a famous French heroine who has that name. Doesn't mean it's easy for me to say. <laughs> anyway, John's husband reaches for like a, I don't know, a breadstick? Uh, it looks like a garlic a knot. Popper? Garlic knot. Okay. Reaches for it and she like smacks his hand and she's like, that has oregano on it. And they kind of just look at her and she's like, and you're allergic to oregano? And then they're kind of like, how do you know that? Here's, okay, I I have a little bit of a problem with this because they Mm -hmm. immediately uh, feel betrayed. Apparently this pizza is topped with lies is uh, something that Joan says. And Well, because Joan says you Yelp stalked me. If Eliza put the time and effort into looking at all of Joan's like reviews and like trying to get to know her, that way that's i don't think that that's terrible no and plus like okay so if you're a yelp reviewer and you put your name on it and you're like that into it you know this is public you know it's not like she read joan's diary like she read her public reviews which anyone could read so i feel like it's a little weird for her to like be mad that she knows it yeah i i just i think she's overreacting yeah and also she still bought her pizza she's still trying to make amends and she saved her husband's life because he's allergic to oregano. Look, if you're if you're allergic allergic to oregano and you're getting pizza, I feel like I don't know. You're playing with fire. I think. Yeah. Like, why would he not check? Plus, like, you can smell oregano. So then Eliza leaves, and she's like, "For the record, I feel really bad." Which I don't know if she means she still feels bad because like she did something wrong, or she means like I feel sad. Like, yeah, maybe she just feels bad that she was exposed. Yeah. Oh, Joan's husband's name is Scott. I wrote it down. I just didn't look at it. So, okay. How many times did you watch this episode? So one last thing about that last scene. I think I watched it three times. Three times? Yeah. When Eliza is leaving Joan and Scott's house, she says, I feel worse than the night Elliot died. Yeah. Please explain that to me. I had to Google it. Apparently, I might have to edit this later if I'm wrong. She was a singer who died in a plane crash. In like 2001. That's all I got. Elliot? It looks like I would pronounce it as Aaliyah. You thought, oh, I thought it was Elliot. Aaliyah does make sense. Yeah. Aaliyah definitely did die in a plane crash in 2001. Huh. Inter- huh. Uh, I'm sure. Okay. Interesting. I just typed in 
what it sounded like to me and then wrote died and that was the first thing that came up on i wrote elliot so everything was about like george elliot we're back at uh kinder (laughs) kinder care kinder care pharmaceuticals We're, we're we're back at the ranch the ranch in this case being an office building for a pharmaceutical company sure 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 yeah um and and Henry has been roped into this whole thing. He he walks up to um, reception and Charmonique immediately asks him, "Why are you wearing a tearaway suit?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Henry, no, well, she's like, "Why are you wearing a breakaway suit? Are you doing a flash mob with Larry?" And Henry's like, "How did you know?" And she's like, "Because Larry's always trying to do flash mobs." And Nancy always hates them. Half of the flash mobs on the internet are Larry related. <laughs> and then she pulls up YouTube and it's just like angry flash mob woman. And it's all just like Nancy being really <laughs> mad about all it's these It's all flash just Larry's mobs. wife. <laughs> Poor Nancy. And so Henry's like, oh no, Larry thinks this is how to get Nancy back. And Charmonique's like, yeah, that's Larry not listening to Nancy and what she actually wants. He just likes doing flash mobs. So Henry gets all flustered about this and he's like, oh, I'm so hot. And he goes to like tear away the breakaway suit. And it's just, that's like another suit that looks exactly the same underneath. And for some reason, this just like really got me. Like I really loved this moment because it's just, it's exactly the same. There's a subreddit uh, <laughs> called Two Health Bars. And I will post that gif to that subreddit and get a lot of karma. Uh, so the concept of two health bars is, you know, when you're fighting a boss in a video game and you think it's dead, but then its health bar like fills up again. Yeah, that happens in um, Mickey and Minnie Save the Circus. It's yeah, exactly. So what? So like one GIF that's on two health bars is there's this GIF of this guy running around on top of a, he's like climbing on top of a car. He has a bucket on his head. Okay. And the guy gets out of the car and he's just like angry and like chases him and knocks the bucket off and there's another bucket underneath. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so his second suit is his second health bar. Correct. That's that's the gist of the of the subreddit. And now I get it. This scene would fit that perfectly. <laughs> okay. We'll find out how to make a gif of it so that I can also have it <laughs> for situations when I need that. Anyway, so now Henry knows this is a terrible idea. So now he has to go shut down this flash mob that Larry's been planning. Well, he wants to save Larry's marriage, or what's left of Larry's marriage. Yeah, because he wants Larry out of his house, really, is the deep down motivation. So it's surprising, and, and again, unprecedented. I know this is only the third episode, but Henry and Eliza were together at the beginning of the, the episode, not at all basically throughout the middle. And then right at the end, they're together once more. That's true. Yeah, they kind of like go their separate ways and then come back. But they're both kind of struggling with a similar thing of like trying to make an office friendship work. There's that awkward sort of situation where there's an admission, not realizing who's behind you. Henry uh, proclaims that Larry is in fact the most annoying person on planet Earth. And then Eliza, classic, is like, hey, Larry. Larry's right there. And then he's like, Larry is like, right now, Henry, I am feeling a zero for you. And then Eliza's like... We got the same score, which is like very <laughs> excited about that, which is another example of her kind of being like a kid. Like she's not reading the room. She's just like, ah, yeah, she's like same. a really precocious child. Yeah. <laughs> Henry still wants to make things right with Larry by stopping the flash mob. So he explains to Larry, like, Nancy does not want this. Believe me, like you need to go smaller, basically. A smaller gesture would mean more. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Larry, in fact, does take this advice to heart. He meets Nancy outside of her chiropractor's office. Charmonique does mention that one of these videos involves the woman, Nancy, being 
stuck in the middle of a flash mob and throwing out her back. That's oh, yeah. why she went to this chiropractor. Oh, that yeah, that's why she's even going to the chiropractor. Uh, and he has flowers. It's nice. Yeah. What a lovely reunion. Yeah, and she smiles and you're like, oh, okay. All is right. So then we are back at the office and Henry has called Eliza into his office and he has asked his assistant, Charlie, to buy a trash can. It's like a little mini trash can that has like London-y stuff on it, I guess. Uh, like double-decker buses. So yeah, those are yeah, London-y. L- London-y things. Anyway. I think of them as being like weirdly, not like explicitly Toronto, but kind of Toronto-y. You have double-decker bus? So there are these tour buses like sightseeing city tour buses in Toronto that are double-decker buses, and they are red. Because Canada is still kind of British. I mean, we have the Queen on, like, all of our coins. You're in the Commonwealth. Uh, I heard someone say that Canada is technically a dominion, but I don't know. I don't don't know. Hmm. Okay, this is is a side note. Is it true that Canada was not, like, fully independent from the UK until, like, the 80s? Uh, Probably. Anyway, carry on. He, He gets Charlie to buy Eliza a trash can, so that Eliza can eat over this, like, very nice-looking trash can. In Henry's office. How, how do you, what, what do you think about that? It's a little, it's a little odd, yeah. And Eliza kind of calls him out. She's like, what, is this just, like, your trick so that I'll eat with you? And he says, you can eat near me. And then he says, you know, I got you this trash can for your digestion. So she goes to try it out. She's eating, like, a granola bar over the trash can and she's like ah it works and then she Which kind is, of admits i think another moment where it's just like eliza's so cute in this episode <laughs> she is, yeah, she's such cute. like pure like innocent child yeah, which is Easy nice because I feel like the episodes up to this, she's kind of, I don't know, not not as likable as she is here. For but sure. Here she's, yeah, she's like really sweet. But anyway, while she's eating, she's like, actually, I just say it's for my digestion. It's really because when I was younger, no one would eat with me at lunch. And now I've just gotten used to it. Just yeah, this sad. was an excuse that she came up with. Yeah. It is pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. You can like, you can like almost see it on her face. Like it'd be like, oh, she was so lonely. Henry, have you seen the movie and this is a little bit of an endorsement i hope people actually listen to this episode and then uh take me up on this wreck have, have you heard of the movie eighth grade i just saw it last oh, weekend i saw it monday <laughs> okay it was so good yeah yeah no, did your skin really crawl like constantly i yeah yeah i was like i thought it was very good i don't want to see it again so it was like kind of uncomfortable Okay, this is my opinion about 8th grade. I think it's a good movie to see right now because it's like very of this moment. I think it'll be a good movie to see in like 10 years as like a look back on how things used to be. In between, I don't really want to watch it. But it was really good. It was like, it really captured that feeling of like being in middle school and trying to figure out like who you are and how you fit in with everybody else. Like it was it was almost too real, but it was very well done. Uh, it's part of that film wrestles with not having friends, which yeah. is obviously something that Eliza had to grapple with. Henry, uh, he's really touched by it. He gets up yeah. from behind his chair. He eats over the garbage with her. It's really, it's really nice. Yeah. And so then Eliza is like in her voiceover narration. She's like, yeah, so maybe we aren't that bad at office friendships. And then they they give each other like their rating, how close they feel. Eliza says a six. And then Henry says 4.7, which rounds up to a five. There's also a song playing in the background. I did not oh. look it up. Uh, not explicitly romantic, but okay. not not explicitly romantic. <laughs> it's not not romantic. Well, you don't remember what it was? I, I'm just thinking of like the tone, you know, like the vibe, okay. the general vibe of the song, the atmosphere it created. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a moment where they like smile at each other, you know, and that's kind of how the episode ends. I feel like this episode, I mean, it was all about like 
friendships and stuff like that but it definitely ends with being like henry and eliza are friends because up until now it's been kind of like you know just telling each other what to do for uh, the, the most part the tag is raj who was at the <laughs> meeting much 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 earlier uh not realizing that the flash mob was called off <laughs> and as a result here's the thing if a flash mob only has one person in it it's very troubling actually <laughs> yeah yeah, so Larry and Nancy are like leaving the office and they're like, oh, where do you want to go get dinner? Raj runs out by himself. He's wearing like a sweater and he like rips off his outfit and he has just like a green skin tight suit on with yeah, a like, picture um, of Nancy <laughs> with lights around it. Like like um, Andy Serkis would wear when he was playing Gollum. I used, I used to know the word for them. I keep wanting to say zero suit, but that's like what Samus wears and like when she's outside of the, met, you know, Metroid. Like the armor, Samus. What are you talking about? <sighs> so never mind. <laughs> anyway, so Raj is very committed to doing the flash mob just by himself. And uh, <laughs> Larry's just like, Raj, I canceled. And he's like, Nancy, I canceled. I canceled. <laughs> so that's how the episode actually ends. I gotta, I gotta admire his like commitment to like following through on the flash mob even though I no one else is there. Raj just, he's new to the company. He's only been around for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So he um he's just trying to make friends. Yeah, it's a nice way to make friends. And I think I think being part of a flash mob, yeah, is a hundred percent a very effective way to get to know people, to create a sense of camaraderie, to bond. Unfortunately, it ends up with him harassing a man and his wife in <laughs> near the elevators of the workplace. Which, yeah. as someone who works in HR, he should have known that was like a pretty big, you know. <laughs> Just he had to write himself up after this. <laughs> it's very oh, awkward. He, I hope he did. Uh, what 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 are your what are your final thoughts on this episode? Yeah, I liked this episode. I feel like it was kind of a a little bit of a change in tone. Like you said, you know, equal time spent on Henry and Eliza, and both of them having kind of similar problems that they had to try to solve on their own. But then kind of coming back at the end and like, ah, we both learned something today. So I thought that was interesting. I thought it was very funny. A lot of really funny lines in it. Yeah, I feel like this one was really interesting. What are your thoughts? So I really liked the I liked the narrative structure. I really loved mm-hmm. the back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone coming together at the end. That's a very like modern family sort of device. Okay. Where there are all of these disparate plots and then everyone comes together at the end. Um, where modern family really succeeds, I think, when it's good which is not always in recent uh, seasons is when there's a theme that runs through Mm -hmm. and the theme here loosely was office friendships or how to Mm -hmm. navigate newfound friendships and i think that could have been more heavily focused on i think that could have been made more explicit i Mm -hmm. feel like thematically this episode kind of played fast and loose with things which doesn't make it a bad episode i just think that like the thesis is a little weak but like as a whole I think a very good representation of like how entertaining selfie can be Um, Mm -hmm. pretty, I think a strong argument for Brian Husky being part of like the primary cast. Yeah. Yeah. Up to this point, he was just sort of there. Like he had a few lines, but yeah, I feel like this was him becoming really, yeah, part of, part of the cast and part of the focus. Like we're kind of invested now in his life as well. A little Yelp from my friends is like, an episode title that would not be out of place on like Paw Patrol. <laughs> really good job bringing it up to like our modern audiences. Yeah, very relevant. <laughs> All right, you are now in the outro. 
portion of our episode. Thanks for sticking with us. See, here's my thing about the outro. Whenever we do the outro, I just realize how much I've been shirking on like my j- duties, you know, as far as like <sighs> updating tumblr.com or sorry, selfie val selfievaluation.tumblr.com is a website you can go to. It exists. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> it's out there on the World Wide Web. You could also go to Twitter. Uh, I, I would say that Twitter is a place not only where you can <laughs> see updates like when this comes out, but also, I think very importantly, you can reach out to us via that platform. You can also use it to tag us in all of your posts where you're raving about what a great show this is. And that would be? Oh, that would be at SelfieVailPod on twitter uh here's a much more straightforward way of getting in touch with us maybe if you're not into twitter you you know 280 characters not enough you need more uh maybe you have outlook open maybe i i don't know i don't know what other mail things there are uh but shoot us an email that's just selfievaluation podcast at gmail.com have we gotten any emails yet uh (laughs) from people i mean from like twitter yes (laughs) just updates okay Do you also get emails about the things that I post on Twitter? Because I keep getting notifications about myself. I want to like unfollow myself, but that feels sad. That's a really good note, actually, because um, just to end things off, I I just want to say where people can find me. Um, you can actually find me on Twitter. Uh, that would be Beth underscore Larder. So just go to twitter.com slash Beth underscore Larder. You know, I'm always talking about funny things that happen in my life. I, I work at a, um, at a school. I'm often working with children. So a lot of the tweets... Do revolve around that. If you like kids, that'd be a cool, fun thing for you to do. Maybe maybe give me a follow. That is very surreal. I just, you reminded me of someone else when you talk about that. Yeah, so Twitter's great. You can send us an email. You can look at our static website, which is on Tumblr. Okay, next week, we will be doing our commentary episode about this episode of Selfie. So we will be talking more about this episode. It will be shorter. It will be more in-depth. It will be very interesting. Oh, speaking of reviews, because this episode was all about Yelp and reviews. If you want to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, go do or that. Or on Yelp. Or- <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that applies. Anyway, yeah, if you want to leave us five stars on iTunes, that would be really fantastic. And if you do that, Beth will read that review on the air. I did not agree to that ahead of time, but okay. Yeah, sure. I will do that. <laughs> Enthusiastically. <laughs> Thanks for listening.